Welcome to Opposable Thumbs. Opposable Thumbs is a podcast where Taylor and Rob tackle a new creative challenge every two weeks and talk about our accomplishments, failures, and lessons learned. Chemistry is our challenge this episode. Thanks to Amy Lenners for the challenge. Vanessa Ray and Ariel Lynn are our guests this episode. Greetings, Vanessa and Ariel. Hi. <laughs> My name is Rob Ray. I use the he, his gender pronoun. I'm a designer and I run the exoskeleton art space here in Los Angeles. I'm Taylor Hokinson. I'm an artist, educator, DIY enthusiast, CAD CAM evangelist, noted tall person. I'm a he, his kind of guy. I'm Ariel. I work for two studios in Chicago, Strand Design and Giant Construction. I also freelance. I love sketching, baking, running, kickboxing. Um, I've got two cats that are, I like a lot. The she, her, and they, them pronouns apply. I'm Vanessa Rodriguez Esparza Yepes, or Vanessa Ray for short. I like keeping it a little short. Got a very long name. Um, I'm interested in interdisciplinary design, research, grassroots organizing, and sustainability. I'm currently learning as much as I can about socialist feminism. Very interested in that. Mm. And you can usually find me listening to podcasts. I love podcasts. Or <laughs> at the thrift store looking for my next DIY project or upcycling project. And I use she, her pronouns. Nice. Greetings. Your design team called Posty Plasto. Posty. Posty Chicago now, or just we Posty. The Plasto. the Plasto is such a mess. Everyone yeah. be like, Posty what? Who? What? Yeah. So, yeah. It's messy. Yeah. so the Posty is what we've stuck with. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Like that's cool. Posty. Posty's cute. Do you have um, any new projects or anything that's kicking around or, or new, new thoughts that you're um, working through as a team? Um, well, we want to move to Germany. Uh, yeah. <laughs> move sure. our practice to Germany yeah. is one of our things. We launched a Kickstarter around bioplastic and composting because I didn't know anything about composting and Vesna did. And we're just like, <laughs> I should know about composting. I'm a very like educated, <laughs> you know, open-minded, progressive person. People, people in general should know about composting. Yeah, people should. Yeah, yeah not just me. Um, and so we experimented around making uh, backyard compostable bioplastic because we wanted it to be accessible. Um, a lot of bioplastics are, can only be composted in industrial composting facilities. And we just wanted to engage with the composting community in Chicago. So it was a mix of like wanting to make something that was beautiful and fun, um, and design centered, and then also educational. Yeah. We also wanted to make sure that it was, um, something that people wanted to, wanted to buy, wanted to purchase. So we made sure that we looked at color trends and make sure that we go went through the entire design process to make sure that it was um, beautiful and accessible. <laughs> and just a practical perspective too. I mean, I, I, I've only done one uh, crowdsourcing campaign and found it just to be really stressful and, and difficult oh, from a so couple stressful. of practical perspective so so two things i mean one which i really appreciate is it looks like you picked a really identifiable and relatively small uh, dollar amount that you were seeking yeah. <laughs> it's not as though you can quit your day job when the when the campaign is relatively small so yeah. i'm just curious what what influenced your decision i i see that it topped out at one thousand nine hundred eighteen dollars so i'm assuming mm -hmm. I, I can't see where the original goal was Wait, what was the original dollar goal the, um, uh, I think project. like fifteen hundred. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, we both have done Kickstarters before. Um, we we took an entrepreneurial product design class together where we did Kickstarters, um, and we both oh. outsourced for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've been a part of 
two, two other, one other, I don't know. Uh, I work for the strand design company. I, we did a Kickstarter that was like really big. Um, and seeing like the differences in that helped kind of, I think frame, both of us frame what was a realistic goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've n- neither of us have ever done self self production, which is so much harder. Never do it. Outsource. Always outsource. <laughs> it's fun because you, you get to do it yourself. But, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but we also knew that we wanted to uh, really touch base with our community here in Chicago. We we got in contact with um, the zero waste zero waste community and a lot of like gardeners and other people who are already doing this stuff. And um, based on that, we knew that maybe our outreach wasn't going to be you know. We wanted to keep it a little bit lower so that people in all different communities could access it, purchase Mm -hmm. it, and then also get a chance to interact with it. It seems really smart to um, think about what your own capabilities are, you know, Mm -hmm. and not just think like, oh, if a a bunch of orders come in, we'll figure it out. Like, it seems like a really wise thing to do. We didn't want to do that for sure. And it's a great way to prototype. We didn't know if Uh this idea was going to be a good one or not. So, Mm -hmm. like, you you don't, don't... I don't think you need to make everything you do this like crazy mm-hmm. large explosive thing when you're Doesn't just experimenting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's part of the um, the original thing that interested me about a number of these territories, like Make Magazine, for example. I remember the first issue had a tutorial on how to put decals on your car so it looked vaguely official, so you were less likely to get a parking ticket. Um, <laughs> and now it's effectively just a magazine to sell the most recent 3d printer, you know, and I feel like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and some of these other crowdfunding campaigns, when they started moving towards somebody that would say, you know, I'm like the head of product development at Nike. I want to get half a million dollars to make this fancy watch or something. You kind of feel like, well, what, you know, what does that person even need this platform for? Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. I was talking about that in a way it almost takes some of the views away from people who are starting up like us, you know, Mm -hmm who are trying to do small projects, who are really just interested in getting something started. Mm -hmm. And someone with a bunch of money comes in into the platform and Mm -hmm. it's really cool and it's exciting, but it's just a marketing tool for them. It seems like a marketing tool and Mm -hmm. that's kind of disappointing. Um, I mean, when we were on our, in our Kickstarter, it was what, 2017, 2016. Mm -hmm. And just from them, just from that time until now, it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. Yeah. I have, I have a question for all, all three of you since you've all Ooh. done a, um, all done a Kickstarter mm-hmm. before um, mm-hmm. and, and also have a similar approach. It feels like to um, being very open about what the materials are and that, that sort of thing. And you both did kits. And so you could like really intensely just document the idea and then hope that like, if a person sees this website, they could actually just do the thing on their own, you know? Mm-hmm. But then there's a moment where you're like, well, I want to make a thing that would encapsulate this idea and also maybe launch a person who's interested, um, give them a little bit of a boost, right? So they can get started and sort of stimulate their interest in a thing. And then maybe they're off and running from there, right? They sort of keep going beyond maybe the, the kit they purchased from from one of you all and then kind of you know ran with it on their own or made modifications or came up with some new new thinking on their own or a, a project on their own even. And I was just curious... Um, now that you've done it, like how you feel about like a kit versus just good documentation and that, that sort of thing. I did one with Chris Riley, uh, who's a, a friend of both Rob and mine. And he, um, we did this project uh, similarly with a funky name. It's uh, DIY LILCNC. 
which stood for do-it-yourself, little computer numerical control. Effectively, it was a little like a tabletop mill. And um, we'd started from some existing plans that we found on Instructables and um, retrofitted it. Our main contribution was making it so that you you could build all of the panels on a laser cutter. And so just cut it out of a uh, quarter inch hardboard, you know, masonite, something like that. So it was like taking a fairly shitty material and getting to a fairly um, tight little design with a decent work area for maybe 700 bucks or something like that. Nice. Um, cool. And we were trying to design it at the same time as MakerBot was coming around. But I think we just, you know, the, the sort of CNC milling required a lot more fudging in terms of picking the bit that you were going to use and you had to know about how wood would be different from carving plastics or whatever. And so there was just a lot more investment that the um, do it yourself or had to make to get involved. Um, so yeah, we did a Kickstarter um, and it did get funded and we weren't, I think we were just sending out the panels like the laser cut panels and then the people mm. were supposed to buy the um, kind of attachments and a couple people did go ahead and do it. Um, but all this stuff could also just be found on the website for the project as well. Uh, DIYLLCNC.org, which is still there. I think it, you know, 3d printing has just so squarely dominated the conversation that we haven't really done much with it lately. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was a pretty big headache. And then you could see that a lot of people had expectations, like they were ordering something from Amazon or whatever. Mm. And so when the inevitable problems happen, I mean, I can see too, as I scroll through your campaign where different people are commenting about, you know, certain milestones they're expecting. And if you're a couple weeks late, you know, there's sort of, some of them might be upset. And so, so I found that the process to be pretty stressful and didn't necessarily, um, expose the project in the way I was hoping to. I don't know what I was hoping. I think we just tried it to see what would happen. Uh, <laughs> so Rob, fun. I don't know that I would aspire to participate in this in general, unless you had an idea that you felt was specifically good for crowdfunding. What do you think? Would you do, would you do it again? Will you do it again? Yeah, I think so. Maybe different. I mean, obviously different. Um, I think your question was really uh, insightful just in the question itself of just being, thinking about how this kit can evolve with the user. I really liked that. And that was kind of actually something we've already thought about. We plan to send out a survey being like, Hey, what was it like making bioplastic in Texas? Mm. Um, did it, did it change? Did you alter the recipe at all? You know, what did you come up with? Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that's something we're excited about. Yeah. We, we also try to be really honest with everyone in the Kickstarter telling them that like, you know, it's, it's kind of up to the weather and, the temperature and the humidity levels, like how this stuff will actually cure and how it will start to decompose. And um, that's kind of what a big part of it was. Just we, we were really interested in in learning and understanding how it would, how this bioplastic would change in the hands of different people. Um, even just from Ariel and I cooking it, <laughs> we had different <laughs> effects. Like In the same city. <laughs> in the same city, in the same house. Oh, um, interesting just I don't I don't know it just it didn't come out the same um and so that's just really interesting like these little changes like what it we don't know what we're changing but something is changing chemically or I don't know um which is why I want to get a science-based master's <laughs> <laughs> so I can understand um we're also super interested in in having people take this idea and like move on with it because yeah. it's not it's not our idea like bioplastics obviously existed before right. us like we tweaked the recipe and we changed it so that it would work for us. And we'd be super excited to see other people do the same thing and have it work even better, you know? So 
I think as a designer, I'm so compelled to create a, a pr- I hate to say it, but a product or like a, like a complete mm-hmm. thought, you know, like here is the thing and here's the box. Like I, I get really caught yeah. up in the, the minutia and even like the, you know, marketing, even if it's like kind of lower, lowercase M marketing, you know, um, <laughs> like a Kickstarter, like it's just really fun to think through all of those components. And it makes me be like, I want to do a Kickstarter, but um, just looking at your project and thinking about Taylor's project, I'm like, maybe, maybe it could be like everything except for the like buy button, <laughs> and then like, <laughs> then there's no fulfillment. Just a blog then, just share share it on a blog. Yeah, I mean, you have yeah. a podcast, so that's yeah. like it yeah. seems just as stressful and hard. Like it seems like the same level of work to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably that's an interesting point. Yeah, hmm. it is different when there's money attached to it for sure, though. Yeah, I feel like yeah. people like, people are very. I don't know. Their expectations are a lot higher. Spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon has ruined everything. It's also funny that when you say the word fulfillment in 2019, you're not thinking about fulfillment. You're (laughs) thinking about somebody putting (laughs) shit in a box for you. Oh, no. (laughs) So so what if there could be like a Kickstarter project offering fulfillment and then you would get fulfillment updates on the fulfillment? Yeah. That's called a therapist. Yeah. Exactly. But it, I, I love the people that find ways to hack the platform to make it into a more of a conceptual receptacle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like yeah. those people selling their souls on eBay and that kind of stuff. You know. Are you doing uh, things with bioplastic yourselves now, or do you uh, are you thinking about using other materials or thinking about other things? I think we're interested in other materials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. long we kind of have a big picture of like I don't know if we'll do it, but a podcast where we would kind of explore materials and use Kickstarter and like kind of share that experience, like do a, a, I don't know, a ceramic season and then do a bioplastics. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. A series of uh, materials, materials, material yeah. explorations. Yeah. That's and great. If we get enough money. <laughs> we would love to like travel to different places and like see what other regions are doing based on material that's label available to them. Yeah. Local, local. Kind of. mm-hmm. That's awesome. Use. Are you familiar with the Global, Global Village Toolkit? Uh-uh. Um, I don't know the project super well. I just kind of ran into them at some conferences I was going to about open source uh, technology and um, projects. But if um, let me, I'll have to pull it up so I can direct things to you. So it's the open yeah. send it, send it. village. But the idea was to think of all these things that you would need to get a village kind of up and off the ground. Oh, and cool. the earlier versions of this were a lot blockier if you look at that image at the top of the page all of the devices actually look pretty complex like there's a truck in there and so forth but i think the Mm -hmm. idea was that you were supposed to be able to build all this stuff on site so one of the ones that got me really excited was they had this um, compressed earth brick maker which was just this big hydraulic jack kind of thing so you just dump in a bunch of dirt and then it compresses it so hard with just mechanical labor so you've got like a guy you know jerking a lever up and down or something until this thing totally compresses the earth and it doesn't need to be cooked. So there's no energy input. Um, and then as long as you're in the right kind of, um, environment, I'm assuming it has to be relatively dry, but I'd have to you know dig in there and find out. Then you could start, you know, now we can build dwellings. And once you've got that, you can start working on these other projects. Have you guys heard of precious plastics? No. Uh, so precious plastics is out of the Netherlands. This guy, Dave Hatkins, um, he actually is a designer and like created these machines that help um, melt plastic. Uh, oh so yeah, I think I do. He know goes this guy. through. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, he's like 
he's created a lot, a lot of education around uh, recycling plastic and like uh, created a few machines that are just open source for anyone to, if you can get your hands on all these different component components, then you can put it mm -hmm. together yourself and like sure. you can start making new, new designed objects out of oh, it. That's cool. And uh, his makes community some really has, cool stuff. Yeah. His too. community has grown so much and you like, they're still welcoming and um, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. The it's website always, like, design is quite nice too. Yeah. 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 He like even did his own font, so everything's yeah. like his <laughs> designers, man. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love I love the work that he's doing. Um, That's great. It's very encouraging. Taylor, I think you're first this episode. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, am I? All right, let's do it. There it is. Okay, Taylor's zip. Oh, it's that meme. Yeah, it's a meme. Um, it looks like it's like a cartoon, hand-drawn with Sharpie. It's got red eyes or red eyeliner, red mascara, <laughs> eyeshadow. <laughs> it's making that face, you know, where you're just like pressing uh, your lips together. And you're like, oh. Yeah. This is just to set yes. the tone for my experience. So you can, okay, you, can you did not come up with this meme. <laughs> Taking that tone with us onto the next one. Right, we got a screen, like a GIF. Looks like someone's in Rhino, and there are some like the the GIF itself is a little shaky, and there's a computer screen with an oval shaped image that looks like it has ears and is <laughs> expanding and contracting. So Rhino is a CAD program. Is that the right way to say that? Is that that's mm -hmm. what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Or a three D creation tool. So there's a run true little box and a 200 millisecond box which makes me think that there's some sort of looping iterating thing happening on the right hand side this might be oh this might be grasshopper this is a tool taylor was working with last time but maybe rhino does this as well yeah i think grasshopper is like a plug-in to rhino right mm -hmm. yeah what do you think that is yeah, it looks maybe like an apple that's been kind of, or like a like a heirloom tomato kind of shape. <laughs> Toro, toroid yeah. is that a, is that a very good way of putting it? Yeah. And some something's happening, but we're not quite sure yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what. Yuppies to describe three D forms dot com. <laughs> yes, it appears to be a heirloom tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's broccoli rob. <laughs> Organically sourced, I think. Yes. Yeah. Be like an apple split down the middle with a core and some mm -hmm. seeds, maybe. Yep. Yeah. No. The third one. Uh huh. Got another so, GIF. Now we've got some mechanics happening. Something's moving on a, like on a train track or something. Yeah. There's wires coming out of it. There's wires coming out of it. Yeah. So it's a little like a miniature train track, right? Like the, what is that? Like a foot uh -huh. across between the two tracks, something like that. Mm hmm. Um, and there's a little sled, maybe a little single single car on the top made out of MDF. It feels scary. I feel like I'm in a horror movie. Like something. <laughs> yeah. It's a little ominous. There's a little red light. There's a lot of power cables. You can also see in the shadow, like, all the cables that are yeah. on the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 nice. Yeah, there's some, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. There's more cords. Even more cords, yes, that we can't see. The floor is carpeted, if anyone was wondering. 
And it definitely does not look like a tomato or an apple. No, right. Yeah, I was I was trying to figure that out too. Like, I can't. I'm not putting the two one thing together. we can say for certain. <laughs> it's not, not a tomato. an apple. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the image. Okay. Look at image number four. Okay, so that's got to be some kind of chemical compound. It looks like, like a uh, molecule, molecule of molecules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what molecule, but right one two. And there's, it's a six-sided, so it's some sort of hex. Yeah. So it's maybe an organic. Oh, yeah, Rob. Yeah, bring it up. You got it. Keep it going. <laughs> no, you're on the right track. Hmm. Wait, why does, it, why does that lead you to say it's an organic molecule? Is it a car- carbon? Yeah. I mean, lately I have not been giving you guys a lot to go on. <laughs> so you don't need to labor all that much, but if you just want to describe what you see, then I can I can give you the... The punchline. So it does look like a molecule formation. Yeah. It's got six big uh, atoms. I don't know. <laughs> and they each have uh, another atom attached to them. I don't know. It looks very ghostly. And you're kind of seeing that same pattern that we saw in the in the heirloom tomato with the... With yeah, the, the rhino. Yeah, thing. with the rhinophile. Oh, right. It feels related. Mm-hmm. does now yeah now that you mentioned like it, it's it got the circles right. and then the it looks very similar so so some of the projects we've done in the past they're a lot more they're easier to access this one really re- requires that you talk about it a little bit but so i was there are two things going on i was trying to do something genuinely about chemistry but also trying to work on this is the tail end of a much larger project so can i get them to work together so i checked out this cool um free software you can get called Avogadro and I'm posting a link to it right now, but it's a way to visualize molecules um, in 3d. So you can go online and then there's lots of different websites that'll have these models up there. So you can just download, you know, different proteins and stuff and look at them in 3d. Oh, cool. And then you can also export those in a variety of formats out to something like Rhino. So one of the really cool ones was to look at the way, so we're used to seeing what's known as stick and ball, which is what you guys are kind of describing. Yeah. So each of the atoms is a sphere and then they'll have different sizes that may or may not relate to their charge. I'm not sure, but the the colors will be like oxygen's always red and carbon's always black or at least dark gray. So you can see it. Um, And then they have different bonds between them. So sometimes it's two cylinders or one. And um, I'm still a little shaky on, you know, the exact nature of that just because it's been a long time since I took those classes. Um, So then I started researching what would be interesting molecules to play with. And because I like messing with the body, I was looking at organic molecules. So Rob recognized that those hexagons uh, indicate carbon and therefore organic molecules. Um, And then I got into this whole group of uh, molecules called uh, the aromatics um, you know, like a t- 2019's hottest ska band. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and so wow. reading about that, there were all these really funny stories. Like, um, there's this great, uh, Wikipedia entry for this, which I'll post as well. And I'll butcher this guy's name, but it's, um, Kunkel's dream. <laughs> and so like oh. all these old ass white guys were trying to figure out what the molecules looked like before they could image them perfectly. And so supposedly he is having a dream, like he wakes up from a dream about Ouroboros, the snake biting its own tail. And he's like, aha, you know, it's, it's, it's shaped like a circle, basically. And so up until then, people hadn't really understood how carbon was going to be arranged at the atomic level. Um, but th- this, this kind of speaks to our 
discussion about Kickstarter and your engagement in science without having a degree. And of course, mm-hmm. at one point in time, there are no degrees. And so like you're just somebody yeah, that right. has the means and the interest and you research something and whether that's like tasting people's urine or whatever, you know, it, it, now we think of science as this very sort of serious and um, heavily articulated thing. But at a certain point in time, you're just like having a dream about like mythology <laughs> and you make this discovery. So anyway, so I went down that rabbit hole and got really excited about organic chemicals. So within the aromatics, this is benzene. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other ones that are very similar. You know, some of them are just like, oh, this is why a peach smells nice. And then a very similar atom is something that's heavily carcinogenic and they're all, you know, within the aromatics family. Um, and then on the technical side, I'm taking a television. I've talked about this at length in other episodes, so I don't want to bore everybody here, but the, um, I'm taking a TV and moving it through space while it's demonstrating slices of an image. In this case, the benzene molecule, um, and then because it's a long exposure photograph, it all gets stacked up kind of like a 3D print in light effectively. Wow. So that thing that was on the slide is a TV and that's what you were taking pictures of? Or is that the camera that you're using to take the picture? So so I had a million failures over the last two weeks. <laughs> I actually had, it was, it was a funny coincidence because I was working with this mold making material and the, uh, the safety uh, instructions on it say, may cause respiratory irritation just use in a like big room basically and then i was teaching with this and one of my students out of like one out of 19 complained of a headache so we moved it into a ventilated room and then it didn't seem to be ventilated enough so i got really woozy working with it later um and i've just had no end of problems with the chemicals i'm working with at work right now um so there was that and then I was putting the sled together, and one of the few successes was I had to hook together two long pieces of metal and have the wheel roll over that seam without having like a hiccup in the image. Yep. And so there's no way that you would know this and unless I was describing it, so certainly don't feel bad for not seeing it. But the, the thing that I cared about in that GIF was when the cart rolls over that little break, that little seam mm. there. It does mm-hmm. so without, you know, without the motion being interrupted at all. Um, so last night... You know, I have the camera, the nice camera checked out for spring break. My mom was in town. She helps me lift this giant TV onto the sled. (laughs) I go to to press the camera shutter button and the the bulb blows out on the TV. (laughs) So so fortunately, that was just a TV I found in the garbage. So I like, you know, got the one out of my living room and managed to get one image done for the podcast. But the... The Rage Face comic at the front was like, <laughs> was, I just, okay. oh man, the last two weeks have been so hard. <laughs> General mood. Yes, I'm so glad to be here with you guys to have something that feels substantive. <laughs> there, there was a lot of, uh, there was agonies and ecstasies in this project for sure. We're admiring that, that connection right now and how the wheel just like flows smoothly yes. over that bridge. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, there. very nice. Thank you. So, um, yeah, so, so hopefully I won't be talking about this project for the next two years of the podcast, but I want to <laughs> <laughs> show it and, and say, I promise it's related to chemistry and, um, and then here were the results. No, it's cool. Well, totally learned. related to chemistry. Yeah, I indeed. Learn something. Yeah. That's Thanks, cool. gang. That was cool. Yeah, that is cool. I love that. I'm excited about that link with the molecules that are 3d model. Yeah. Or- yeah, I was looking for that earlier for this project, so now I guess I have the tool I can use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 this one's great, and then it goes straight out. I think it's like, um, I don't think it's OBJs. It was some file for it I was unfamiliar with that maintains color. 
Um, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then you can push okay. those around, and then you like you can get into looking at um, electrostatic potential maps are also really cool, which kind of show the overall forces that are within and surrounding the atom by color. So, you know, there'll be like negative on the blue side and red on the positive side and they kind of mix together. I, I couldn't quite pull that off for this project. So I went with stick and bowl. That's cool. All right, Vanessa or okay. Ariel. Yeah, who's it, who's I'm, it next? I'm with Vanessa going. Is there sound in this video? Vanessa? There's no sound. Okay, you guys ready to start in three, two, one, go. So I see some people working on like a honeycomb counter. So this yeah. this definitely looks like a shop environment. Maybe one that has a lot of fluids or chemicals or something. Yes, yeah, a really interesting tabletop. Yeah. Unless is that prepping for water jet or a, something like that? Um, we'll oh, here, don't tell us. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> tiles. Yeah, this is yeah. a piece of tiles being scored right now. Oh, and yeah, little like tiny plastic or linoleum or ceramic or glass. glass I'm betting it's ceramic or, or glass. Yeah. yeah, so we see a person with gloves on and they're holding a ruler down onto like a roughly six by six or five by five tile. And they have a scoring tool. It's a really neat tool. Aha. Ooh, and they just Snapping use like a clamping tool to snap. Yep. Yeah, I see also a great like, Hundred-year-old ruler in the background too. I'm curious. <laughs> Get some really great tools at work. So they're snapping off. It's like stained glass, maybe even. It's green. Ooh, Ooh and we're kiln. kiln. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, is this slept glass? Melted glass. Can we pause this uh, for just a yeah, second? Yeah, let's pause for a second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just a, just a couple things real quick. So we had a bunch of glass pieces that were being arranged against a drawn template that look kind of like, you know, a, a graph that might show the stock market going up and down. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Something like that. And then am I right that the, the, the term is, is slumping in this case where you just have pre made glass that you heat up until it melts a bit and fuses. Um, um, they explained to me that it's called tack fuse. It would be a tack oh, cool. fuse um, because it didn't all just melt into each other. Um, right, right. Or sorry, they didn't all melt to be another, uh, a new, um, new form. One form, it, there's still some texture in it, and that's okay. called tack fuse. Okay. And we're polishing it on a wheel. Should we keep playing there? Yeah, I'm ready to play when you are. Yeah, we see yeah, like play. a polishing disc. That's sort of <laughs> taking the sharp edge off. Uh-huh. Edge is smooth. So that's actually just sanding it down. Oh. oh. And then we got a we we see this, the thumb sticker. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to be? Is it was the color part of one of those sort of branded colors? Not quite, right? Or was Ooh, it? Okay. I see Rob Ray's name on a piece of yeah, and Taylor Taylor's and name Taylor's. too. Yep. And we're getting are we getting like acrylic sandwiched here or something? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, was that cool tool? The brass. Wheel? I think that was just to give it a little to rough it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you take uh, so. Hey, so these like awards <laughs> <laughs> that are being exposed to UV? Maybe is that to cure an adhesive or something? Oh, yeah, maybe so. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, we have, we have a lot to explain here. So let me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's. Uh... So 
Whoa. I work for a high-end awards company yeah. and we yeah. have tons of scraps, tons of scraps. And um, yeah. Marcus, uh, one of the managers, uh, was very excited about using recycled glass in some of the new pieces. Mm-hmm. And um, I talked to him about this project and he gave me the green light to, to just, ow. Sorry, <laughs> my cat, my cat just attacked. <laughs> uh, just to... <laughs> Gave me the green light to go ahead and and, and try something, and um, so the art glass is the colored glass, oh. and that cannot be melted to the crystal, which is the base. So it's got to be. Oh, that's a crystal together. base. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is all just scraps. Acrylic. This is all just like oh, um, right trash, pretty much. Yeah, uh, so neat. We collect it in huge bins, and then a company comes in and, and actually takes it to be recycled. Uh, and so, what you see through the entire process is scoring it, cutting it, making sure that the the pieces are small, and um, melting it back down uh, so that it adheres together. And then creating the art, which is what I do at work. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry for using your art without your permission. No, please <laughs> I think do. it'll be okay. It's a <laughs> And then sandblasting it um, so that it etches onto the base. And then using your UV glue to adhere the two pieces together. Wow. Super cool. This is so cool. I was I was so distracted during the video because there were so many types of things I wanted to talk about, right? Like the, the shop space the, itself the is really interesting. Yeah. And then yeah, all the individual so the process. Um, the honeycomb tabletop is just to keep all the little tiny shards of glass from like oh, um, everywhere. Right. So really collect smart. that, and then you can just vacuum it out. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's really. And then smart. why does it look so? Oh, is that? It's a function of the UV light. Okay, because in the earlier, they it's so clearly green. And yeah. And once the it UV comes light. to the once it hits the UV in that photo, it's deep blue. That's oh, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. James, and there. I was trying to do like a deconstructed opposable thumb type thing, which is why mm-hmm. one's green and one's purple. <laughs> oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. We'll have to send pictures of this to the Mighty Wolf Mask, who uh, yeah, our little thumb wrestlers. He'll be super stoked, especially because when uh, when he originally did the design for us, because Rob, you found him, and mm-hmm. then he sent it to us, and we said, "Well, can you make it goopier?" And he was like, "Oh, but I sometimes clients say my stuff's too goopy," and we're like, "Dude, the whole reason we asked you to do this is for the goopiness." <laughs> Yeah, so clearly you're the goopy guy. Because yeah. you're the goop guy. Yeah, and so the so you've you've embodied his goopiness in uh, in glass and crystal. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Great project. There were some like processes that I couldn't do at work, so I'm really thankful that um, I had some coworkers that took their time this week and just uh, worked through their lunches. I'm really appreciative. Uh, shout out coworkers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Shout yeah. out to the coworkers, yeah. yep. Marco, George. I love you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's so cool. So much this week. Yeah. What What other types of things do you make there, if you can say? Um. Yeah. So we. The reason why I really like the company is because we don't do any of the plastic awards. It's all just like uh, brass and glass. That's cool. Um. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. They do a lot of like gold plating. Um. Wow. And we do some really big awards. I don't know. They're all super heavy because it's just all solid brass. It's insane. I want to just real quick go back to Vanessa's video. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm looking at second 18 because I, I didn't see this until just now. Um, 
second eight, the 18 second mark um i love the the drawing with the sharpie yes. of what the design's going to be yep and then how what it ends up being like that just makes me so happy just like the the little angled sketch marks and the the squiggle and then it ends up being this like cool glass form um, yeah. i'm really into that it is super cool yeah and is that matte kind of erasable you just come back with like mineral spirits or something and pull that like is there a reason you're doing that on there and not a piece of paper um, yeah, I think we could just easily wipe it off. It's, yeah, cool. it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cause that's a Sharpie. It's not a whiteboard marker. It's a Sharpie. Oh, nice. Wow. Right. We can, we, we commit around here. Yeah. <laughs> and all of that was just extra scraps too. Not that we want to be wasteful, but it's cool. You have carpeted tables too. That makes total sense for what you do, but now I want one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can spend the rest of your life building tables. Yeah. Put my exquisite, exquisite objects on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty nice life. Yeah, it is. Me. it is. Uh, so Aerial let's see. I've got Ariel. When you is your folder called edits? Yeah. Um, start with the fusion link though. It's an editable light. It feels like you're in a three D modeling this program. Is so cool. <laughs> so the, at least for me, the left click button is how you um, orbit. Yep. And then the I have a middle cl- click wheel that lets you pan. <laughs> wow, this is so red. <laughs> you can also do it from your phone, too. It works really well from the phone. Yeah, so we're and seeing an entirely in. browser-based, and I would assume plug-in-free. I guess this deal. is the, yeah. the beauty of HTML5. Rob, you can okay. correct me. But, um, yeah, there's like a little 3D modeling space that you can zoom in on and rotate, and there's five... Objects and then they have text associated with them. If you zoom, yeah, three D, three D text even. Nice. Yeah. Whoa. Should we start from the left hand side, maybe? Yeah, that works. Cool. Okay. It kind of looks like a like a timeline of some sort. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the first image has a candle in like a glass container. It looks kind of like a lantern of some sort, and it says physical chemistry. Oh, hold on, I can't read it. It's the study yeah, of the, the rate of reactions. And how light interacts with matter. A vessel for light. A vessel for light. A vessel for light. That's awesome. And the next one over is analytical chemistry, the science of measuring and analyzing materials, a oh. vessel for playful measuring. I love can someone describe what that object is? It's so good. <laughs> it's like I, a, I don't know. a cylinder. It's like a beaker. Yeah. yeah. And across long-time, the top. long-time listeners take one guess as to why Rob is so attracted to this particular object. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I was I was already looking at the other. So across the top of the text, it says diameter of an average orange, which is a really great, like, so cool that, like <laughs> there would be a glass object that represents the diameter of an average orange. And then if you, um, like, tilt the image so you can see the side of the glass, it says uh five minutes of peaceful coffee drinking wow now, yep. I'm, gonna, now i'm gonna orbit around it and see what else i see <laughs> oh yeah what else is on this thing <laughs> i see some text on the back because it's translucent one pinky <laughs> finger oh yeah that's awesome <laughs> wow we're getting like a full immersive 3d experience this is yeah. awesome. look at the look wow. at the wood grain on the bowl yeah yeah in hindsight yeah. i wish i'd spread the objects out a little bit more but <laughs> no this is fun yeah, super cool. Yeah, so there seem and to it be. It looks like there's some. Um, and there's P shapes, like, or uh, yeah. there's a P measuring system on that one too. P like P E A is in the veggie. Okay, sorry. We go to the next one. 
feel like it when like your dad asked cheese. you to make him a three-finger drink. Yeah, right. <laughs> Does anyone want to do the wood bowl? Okay. Uh, so the wood bowl says organic chemistry is the science of studying living materials, a vessel for your living things. And I have to say that it's got to be an airplane at the top there. <laughs> yeah. We work with airplanes. I can spot it a mile away. Uh, it also has some cherries in the bowl and a, and a leaf. And it's a okay. wooden bowl with a smaller wooden bowl at the top being held by like three sticks. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like a cool a, little metal, metal like mm-hmm. tripod almost. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. That holds a plant above the plant below it. It's really nice. Yeah, the next one's the exact same in a 3D form, but with the, the reverse purpose. So this is a vessel for your dead things in organic chemistry. So before we were presented with cherries and air plants and so forth, and now these are, um, uh, you know, stones and what am I looking for here? Minerals, little, yeah. uh, perhaps a pink quartz crystal at the top or something like that. Yeah, and it's said inorganic chemistry is the science of studying non-living materials, a vessel for your dead things. It's cool that and similarly, the, the vessel is stone, but and that wood. Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Really great attention to material. I think I'm always wish I was more thoughtful of in a way. Wow. Sorry, I'm going to rotate back around. I've got crazy here. So we have five vessels total: physical chemistry, analytical chemistry, organic chemistry, and inorganic chemistry. Oh, 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 oh! There's one last one. I almost missed it. <laughs> It's little. It's little, yeah. And that's Maybe. biochemistry chemistry. The science oh, of studying... That was a typo. Biochemistry, yeah. It's <laughs> the science of studying medicine and disease, a vessel for your cough syrup. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's got like mil readings, like 15 mil, 30 mil. An address is one of those common problems where you get a cup that has graduations on the outside, but yes, not on the inside. Not on the inside. Mm-hmm. So yes. graduations mm-hmm. are transferred in the form of um, dotted lines that have physical protrusions representing uh, yeah, the level so, you're seeking. Yep. So as you fill it and look down on the inside, you can see those dots get covered up with the liquid. It's great. Yeah, and Fusion has like a really good... Um, tool for getting exact measurements you can like create a plane and then fill up to the plane so that mm-hmm. that liquid is exactly 30 millil- milliliters and then 15 exactly it's not just imagined which is what i want yeah to i was pretty excited I'm about to that. Re- reconsider my stance on fusion uh-uh. <laughs> and i do also have to say like that the aesthetic on these is is on point like amazing yeah. it's beautiful oh thanks it's a beautiful beautiful design <laughs> so, thank you color Oh, there's also some photos I sent. And Rob, I'm glad I don't have to follow these two. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. And then it looks like you've produced the cough syrup in the form of a 3D print. Or the cough yes. syrup vessel, rather. Yeah, so I just 3D printed it for fun. Oh, yeah, cool. I really like product photography, so this is just fun for me. <laughs> oh, it's super clear. I mean, it was also an evidence on the Kickstarter campaign as well. The way yep. everything is framed very specifically. Yeah, it looks great. So 3D printing has got a lot cheaper since the last time I looked. Um, sure. bef- at least before, I was only aware of like Shapeways and 3D Hubs, and it was super pricey. 
Um, but I looked on, was it Shapeways, I think? And you can get, like, this was quoted at $14 in metal, which I almost did. Yeah, um, wow. That would have been cool. But uh, their turnaround was, like, a month out. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. I need this done this week. So I printed with this local guy, um, and he did it for 12 and had it done in two days. I was like, that's so fast. That's so cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think there's a billion people out there that are just kind of desperate to prove themselves that a 3D printer isn't a total money suck. Yeah. Did you did you yeah. know the person or did you um use one of those services that sort of finds you a local 3D printing person? Um actually he just had his own website. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, he was just a, I was googling just 3D printing places and he came up under one of the the options on Google and I just uploaded my file to his website and hoped <laughs> that my $13 wasn't stolen from me. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. And then it was all good. Um he emailed me and was like, "Yeah, I'll be ready in a couple days." That's cool. I went to his house and picked it up. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, well, what was that experience like? That was fine. Yeah. He was, he had a crazy little shop set up in his apartment. It looks like that was his business and that's what he does. So that's rad. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. That always makes me feel so good when it's like, Oh, I had this like interaction with this unknown person. And then you're like, Oh, this person's really interesting. And like, you know, yeah, it worked (laughs) out fine. Yeah. Yeah. So like I would, I would print stuff with him again for sure. That's cool. I was curious how you got to this project because there's obviously like a lot of thought about material choice and different things. Yeah. I was like Googling like what's the definition of chemistry and you know, uh, the, the five different types came up and then I kind of fell into a black hole of reading about all these Mm -hmm. different types of chemistry. And, um, I was thinking about how we don't really think about like, unless you're a chemist, you don't really think about chemistry in your daily life and chemistry is like, a very integral part of it, um, which I was finding from reading, like you go to the doctor and, um, or, you know, there's just a ton of different, ton of different reasons. Chemistry is in your life and you don't know it. So I was like, I wanted to create these vessels that were kind of just gentle, playful reminders. We'll post the documentation of both your projects on our site. And I really encourage listeners to go check them out because both projects are super great to look at. And Ariel, it's really cool to see yours, like the materials you chose, like, Mm -hmm kind of they're have, all super intentional yeah yeah it's really um really thoughtful so that's really cool thanks yeah it's great. great all right rab you ready to uh, check out your video there yeah let's do it you ready let's hit ready? it yep. ready? yeah ready? go Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. wow to hang out with some good clamping. So, <laughs> looks like there's no clamping going on. Yeah. We have yeah. lots of big machines. Do you still have all your fingers? It looks like it. Uh. It's got a saw step, so that's <laughs> safe. <laughs> so, yeah, one thing I always love about Rob's videos is in, in L.A., you can just sit outside and do all this work. I think he had a drill press outside for like six months, and it just never, you know, rains or rusts or anything like huh. that. So it looks like he's assembling something out of, is that plywood? Yeah, some kind of a box form, maybe open on one side. Doing a glue up right now, mm-hmm. looks like. With that industrial size wood glue. Yeah, that's yeah. the biggest. It's it's like a, it's like a yeah. bottle of vodka. It's huge. <laughs> it also looks like a huge baby bottle. I like that unit of measure. Yeah. It's vodka bottle sized. I'm also getting a kick out of how he's dealing with his lack of space where he's working on his precious uh, 
Table saw. Table saw. And getting glue all over it. Well, but you see that dot of glue next to the pencil? That thing's, oh man, it's driving me crazy. You can just peel this glue off, right? (laughs) Probably off steel, yeah. I mistreat my table saw. Some more measuring going on. (laughs) Yeah, and this box is like, I don't know, like the size of a cat litter box. There's also two holes on the left side. Yeah. What are those going to be? Are those maybe cable runs? Looks like a top. Now we're switching to like this tray-looking thing that's being glued up. It's starting to look like a like a present or something. Those great right angle clamps. Keep things need working. to get some of those. I know they're the best. Get some of those. Even the I cheap ones the are really good. Yeah, so the box is maybe. Um, See, I told you it was a lid. Yes. Twenty-four by eighteen by eighteen or something like that. Yeah, and a lid, and then what? What do you think those two holes are for? They're about maybe an inch and a half in diameter and three inches apart or something. Oh, I bet a cat goes inside it and the cat it's looks out ribbon. the holes. It's it's Schrodinger's cat. That'd be a giant cat. <laughs> oh, going for the old school uh, transfer onto um, nice. some cool. printed symbols on the box. Oh, wow. You're doing it old school, man. Oh. This is just uh, scribing lines so that you can repaint them afterwards. E- e- probably, yeah. <laughs> oh, you haven't done yet? I have. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so the symbols are a sun. A beaker yeah. with some science stuff going on in it and a lightning bolt. So maybe there's going to be some kind of chemical Energy. reaction in here that he can get yeah. electricity out of. Okay, what can go into those holes? Carbon there's a battery in there now. Battery or something. Two, Two batteries. batteries. And they're big batteries. They're not like your double A. Oh, and then it ends before we find oh, out. Exactly. It does. <laughs> what did it do? Or maybe uh, that was just sense. on its way to something else. Do you guys have any guesses as to what that's going to do when he's done with it? I mean, the the electricity thing was a pretty good guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, do we know of any ways that bring... Um, is it like going to be solar powered because of the sun? Is it... <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, did I get it? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. solar box? It will be, yeah. Those those holes are for the cable runs. Taylor got that one totally right. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, it's a battery box for a new little solar rig I'm building. Um, cool. yeah, I had a, I had a total fantasy of being able to show like the full thing, but I ran out of time. <laughs> and so I just got oh, the box no, done. That's so cool. But, I think um, we should get an update, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Feel free that's to message us, you know, in a week or whenever you're done. Yeah. 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 So yeah. See what this looks like. It's awesome. What do you want to power with it? Uh, well, so, oh, here, here we go into like all the things I wanted to do, but wasn't able to pull off. Yeah. Yet, which is what I really wanted to do was um see if i could power my electric kettle with the with the batteries you know charged from the sun um Mm -hmm. and i was gonna my my hope of hopes was to have like the caffeine molecule on one side of the box and then the like process going from sun to battery chemistry to electricity on the other side um Mm -hmm. But I, I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to have enough time. So I was like, I'm going to stick to just like the process side, you know, sun, chemistry, electricity. And so ho- hopefully I will be able to update you with a successful cup of coffee made from the sun in a, Ooh, in a way that, that is the most cool. like ridiculously industrialized way possible. <laughs> but <laughs> still but, super cool. Yeah. Yeah. It should be fun. And then, but ultimately what I want to make is a little, like a little sound system, like a little, uh, like boom box essentially. I updated, or I, I put what I think is a link to a caffeine molecule file for Avogadro. Oh I yeah, think. thanks. That's exactly what I was looking. At. I was like, but I was like, I want to like make it something I can, you know, something editable. 
you know, yeah. and, I, and I was looking into, there's also like a really cool balanced equation for lead acid batteries and kind of how they work, which was pretty fascinating. But, um, it's a really long equation. I was like, I can't get it to fit. I'd have to wrap it all the way around the box or something, which would be kind of cool. You know, that you could like walk around the box and see the, the chemical process taking place, mm-hmm. like as a battery charges and discharges. Um, so that's, that's in my, in my head. Hey, um, it looks like caffeine is also an aromatic, just as benzene is the chemical I was working with. Oh, huh. What is an aromatic? Do you know what makes it classified I, as that? I think it just started out because people were smelling them uh, and then they smelled, uh, they smelled like they mostly smelled good, although uh, it wasn't necessarily the case. And I think uh, they're all based on, you know, that carbon structure. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, we've reached the end of my, my know-how. We should yeah. find out more. I definitely deep drove into like chemistry and was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't balanced a, a, like a chemistry, a chemical equation in a very long time. So it was yeah. Really awesome. And just looking at the definitely. symbology, you know, it's like, Oh, yeah, I was dusting off some like deep uh, high school chem memory, like memories. I yep. was like, oh, I, I think I know these things. I learned them once. Yeah. Yeah. I was like looking at Khan Academy videos and being like, I'm going to play it again and see if it makes any more sense. Nice. We did it. That's we did it. work, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. What have we got left? Oh, um, I have a few things to read just so people can know where to go look at photos and stuff. And then... Um, I think our guests have a couple of links to share. I have one link to share. Nice. And yeah, then we'll wrap it up. Okay, here we go. Uh, let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> okay. Ah, right. Here we go. You can find photos of our finished projects over at our project site, which is called projects.opposablepodcast.com. We also have links in our show notes, and we also post cool stuff to our Instagram account, opposable underscore podcast. If you share a podcast episode on social media, rate us on iTunes, or do some other cool thing to let people know about the podcast, we will mail you a sticker. Just contact us on Instagram at opposable underscore podcast, or at our email, opposablepodcast at gmail.com. Our sticker was created by the Mighty Wolf Mask. He made our awesome Neon Thumb Wrestlers logo. Uh, and you can check out his cool work over at wolfmaskart.co.uk. We'd like to give a shout out to Adam Mayer, Deb Chatra, Blondie Hacks, Nick Kantar, Walter Kotundu, and David Bellhorn. They're our top Patreon supporters. Woohoo! Thank you, top Patreon supporters. Also, thank you to the um, other Patreon supporters we have who give slightly less, but we don't love you any less. Uh, if you'd like to join them in our league of Patreon supporter badasses, please go to patreon.com slash opposable thumbs to sponsor us. Anything you donate really helps. Our podcast is dedicated to providing a harassment-free experience for everyone, regardless of race, gender, age, sexual orientation, disability, physical appearance, body size, knowledge of subject matter, or religion, or lack thereof. We actively support an inclusive environment, and we want you to be a part of it. Okay, guess. We, we've, we've heard even uh, a preview of some of the cool things that you wanted to share with us that you like. I've been listening to King Princess nonstop. Um, I've been like on a kind of a, a queer music hunt obsession lately, nice. just trying to find queer artists that I like, or just discovering what yeah. artists are queer. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then fusion 360 as Woo-hoo. you guys heard me earlier is yeah. what I did everything in. Um, and then, uh, my partner, Michael, uh, is a really great, um, soft goods person. He just got this industrial sewing machine and you should Ooh. check, check out his Etsy shop. Nice. Yeah, his shop is a uh, Meyer Studio. Uh, oh, Taylor, yeah. you should look at these. 
He makes a, beautiful, beautiful things. Yeah, he. I hate sewing machines, and I really like being married to someone that is good <laughs> at sewing. <laughs> yeah, totally. So this is really, and he makes, and like the baskets are really nice too. Um, Dungeons and Dragons dice, Taylor. You have me a Dungeons and Dragons dice. <laughs> <laughs> we both have kind of complained about how there's like not a lot of D and D stuff that we like, like uh, accessories or whatever, and yeah. I don't know. So. He made some D&D ba- dice bags that are pretty nice. Yeah, they're really nice. Are you both players there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, well, let's open up podcast hour number three here. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a game scheduled um, tonight on Skype at 730. Oh, nice. So I was listening to the 99% Invisibles episode 341 called National Sword. Oh. So this is another podcast that I love. Um, and it was... It was talking about the difference between recycling and sorting. Um, and I, I really liked it because they went back to an episode that they did in 2016. And like just their whole perspective had shifted based on the new. Uh. Yeah. Based on um, national sword, which is like China's not taking our trash anymore or our recycling trash. Right. Um, and so it was just really exciting to to hear their the, this change of mind. It's a really good episode. It's a good episode. Yeah. 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 And they actually play the original episode too, so you can catch both of those. Um, I talked a little bit about precious plastics. Yeah. And uh, just another big shout out to the people who helped me this week, Marco and George. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to coworkers who help other coworkers with yes. various mm-hmm. fun weird things. Mm-hmm. It really makes work a much better place when you feel like like I can like hang out and do other stuff with these people. You know, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I only have one thing to share. It's a, it's a YouTube channel and it's, um, Beto's Leatherworks and Beto's spelled B-E-D-O. And it is amazing. It's this person who has, uh, I think it's in Connecticut or Virginia or somewhere. He does like shoe restoration and repair. He's a cobbler and his videos are so good. They're so like Zen and also super informative and fascinating. And like he'll, um, for instance, like he'll, he'll restore like these really nice shoes and his restorations are not cheap. You know, they're in the hundreds of dollars for some of the fancy ones, mm-hmm. but he'll sh- like take, tear this shoe apart and be like, okay, look at this here. Do you see this here? Like that's, that looks like a stitch that's actually doing something, but that's just cosmetic. And so, and he doesn't like diss it because it's just cosmetic. He just like really goes into telling you like all the interesting aspects of shoemaking and like maybe why pe- why it's cosmetic, like why that was like a fashionable thing to do at the time, but because of, you know, welded That's soles cool. or yeah. something like it's really, really cool. Um, and he has this catchphrase that I don't know if he knows it's his catchphrase, but he, um, he just records with cool. his phone. It's like always slightly out of focus. It's really great. And um, his thing is he always says, all right, let's continue. And so it's like <laughs> for every step. So it's like, you know, a 50 step video. And so, all right, let's continue. This is, this is like catchphrase. It's and his tick or whatever. So yeah. He's the Bob yeah. Ross of shoes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I like that. It really is. Yeah. I was having trouble with the network connectivity in the house and um, starting to try and learn more about how to manage this stuff because you've got like 20 things in your house now that are connecting back to Wi-Fi and, what different problems that can cause. So are you guys familiar with DDWRT at all? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, in Cincinnati. Uh, so it's, um, Rev, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's basically like an open source. It's like an operating system for your router. Yeah. Um, so previously I just had the little, you know, $80 combo that communicates with um, Comcast, but then also provides wireless. So if you split those apart and you have a modem that just does the talking to the ISP and then the router by itself that's managing the Wi-Fi network, you can get one that plays well with um, an open source operating system and then really get in there and dig around with all the features that you wouldn't normally have access to. Um, so I finally, you know, dropped the cash on it because these, you know, it just costs more to do it that way and get a good one. And um, I'm trying to take control of my home network and work in some like power line um, signal over the actual um, wires that are providing electricity to the house um, so I can do things in the basement and so forth. So I'm trying to get serious about that. So that was another project I was working on this week. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, for sure. The Lynx is WRT AC thirty two hundred. If anyone's interested. Nice. All right. Hey, oh, um, oh yes, uh, dear dear guests, do you have any um, links to your own works or other things that people can find out what you're up to or events that you're doing? We're most active on Instagram, both of mm-hmm. us. Um, you can find me at Ariel.Lynn on Instagram. Um, you can find Vanessa at Hello Vanessa Ray, um, and then our posty Instagram is posty underscore Chicago. And that's where we, we post a lot. Yeah. And we wanted to highlight the Monarch Fair happening. Yes. So we're not involved in it, but our friend Maddie is. And it's happening in Chicago, June 22nd through the 23rd at Hyde Park Arts Center. And it's uh, an event celebrating women, femme, and gender non-binary artists, healers, and small businesses in Chicago. So we really wanted to make sure that everyone knew about it and comes out and supports yeah, it's really cool. Maddie Vaccaro, previous guest on the podcast, is setting up this really, really cool fair mm-hmm. in Chicago. And it's um, really worth checking out even if you don't live in Chicago because it's a really interesting model, I think, for like kind of taking on um, topics that maybe don't you wouldn't maybe think of as being together, like around like art making and creativity, but also around like your health and like mental health too, which is a really cool, I don't know, it's mm-hmm. a really cool way to think about both of those fields differently i think yeah and it's uh her roommate noel and um madison who are actually bringing this whole thing together so it's really exciting i just know she's involved and i wanted to make sure that everyone knew about it yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's really cool june 22nd and 23rd it's for mm-hmm. several people yeah hyde park art center i think it is now time to get our next challenge yeah please let's hear from it our guests yeah okay it's uh you wanna you wanna three two one it yeah okay three two one citizen science oh i love it oh man yeah. I'm, I'm psyched wow the, uh vanessa and ariel thank you both so much for being on the yeah, podcast thanks a lot yeah, yeah. Thank you for having yeah this, this, is fun. this is so fun yeah yeah your your projects were rad I kind of yeah. want to do it like every other month now. <laughs> Can I be on your podcast again? Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If you, yeah. If you ever want to come back on, we are going to have, we've always been meaning to reach out to people who were previous guests before. And if, if they would ever want to come back on, they're always welcome. So it would be fun to do that. I'm not extremely profane, but I'm a little profane. Great. So.
yeah. I wanted to check. Well, I think we already have our clip for after the closing credits, Rob. Yes. 